It's hard to balance life and a full-time job and still enjoy the things in your life you're passionate about. If you're passionate sports, every Monday and Thursday, join me as we talk about the day's biggest sports topics, the previews, game analysis, the infusion of music and sports, and rumors in the sports world. If you love sports and want a new, fresh perspective from a sports podcast, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Keith Johnson, and this is Sports Fans Only. Now let's talk some damn sports. Sports fans only home for the hottest sports show around. These guys are on fire. I toast today's career. That's the perfect combination, boy. Empire legends in the South. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. dope as me i'm just so fresh so clean hey yeah what's going on everybody this is sports fans only with your host kj and sean mack and we're back with another episode so happy to be back with that uh one episode hiatus uh we apologize if we uh if you guys were checking for us and we weren't on we were having some technical difficulties and as a matter of fact we was having some technical difficulties for the last two hours uh, me and Sean were just saying the devil's busy. Ain't that right, Sean? The devil getting busy today, ain't he? Oh, he's very busy. He's very busy. But you know what? I rebuke him in Jesus' name. <laughs> That's what you got to do, man. You got to rebuke him because the stuff we've been going through since, you know, we got a, a little bit of good news. We're not going to share it with you guys yet because don't, we don't want to jump the gun and, uh, you know, let all our surprises out of the hat. But uh, we got some good news a couple of days ago. And ever since we got this good news... This extraordinary news. Um, everything's been going wrong as far as when it comes to the show. So little technical difficulties we've never experienced before in our lives. Just little stupid things are happening to prevent us trying to do what we're trying to do. But we think we got it under control. Well, we hope we got it under control. So so we're here. We're here back and better than ever. Um, hope everybody had a great week. Good weekend this past weekend. A lot of things going on in sports. What's some some of the things that you saw that interest you uh, over the last week, Sean? Mm, Steph coming back, then Steph not coming back. Now Steph's coming back. So I'm interested to see what he can do. That team sucks this year, Golden State. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to get a good draft pick. I'm pretty sure Steph's going to come back ready to go. Just hope he don't get hurt, um, being that it's only a couple of games left. So I don't know. Tell me this. Would you have let him come back, work his legs in, and maybe get into shape, but just let him sit off? What would you have done? Um, if it was a leg injury, I probably would have said, you know, you, you should keep him out. But seeing that it was a – I think it was a broken hand, if I'm not mistaken. Broken hand, fractured hand. Non-shooting hand, too. Non-shooting hand. So, I mean, you still got to worry about guys uh, slapping your hand and stuff like that because, you know, people will try to do it not as much as they used to do back in the eighties and stuff, seventies and eighties and even in the nineties. But, um, you got to worry about that guy, you know, swiping at his hand, trying to steal the ball. But in reality, they're trying to smack that hand. But like I said, it's not as, it's not as bad or as risky as a knee injury or some type of calf injury, some type of leg muscle injury. So, um, 
is it the right thing to do? I'm not sure, but he's got to get in there sometime, right? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering why did uh, Steve Kerr actually say that he was going to play and then said no. So I wonder if it was something he saw in the report as far as the doctor's report or maybe an, um, an exam or an x-ray. So I'm just wondering why. Why would a week later, he's been out pretty much all season, and why would just one week in between the decision to let him play and not let him play, what happened? And uh, there's no reports coming out about that, but I, I am wondering why. Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. And uh, kind of actually leads me to my next thought, which was Aaron Judge. Have you been keeping up with his situation, his injury situation? Yeah, I have him and um, Stanton and uh, Severino's out for the year, right? He yes. needs Tommy John. Yep, Severino's gone for the year. And Aaron Judge, which is weird, they've been testing him for the past four days, I think it is, and they still don't know what what's wrong with him. Now, the, well, con- the consi- well, how is he injured? What's wrong? Like, what part of his body? You, you know what? I don't know. That's that's the weird thing. They mm-hmm. they don't. Now, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they did talk about what part of the body it was. I didn't catch that, but um, I know they have no idea what's wrong with him. They sent him to a bunch of doctors, and they don't know. They don't know. And usually, after four days, and they're dealing with the best doctors and stuff like that, you can get for them to still not know what's wrong with him. That's not a good uh, sign for Yankees Nation. Um, the only way they were going to win a World Series is if they had all their pieces healthy. Losing Severino, one of their best pitchers, if not their best pitcher, and losing Aaron Judge for an extended amount of time like he did last year. And you said Stanton's hurt too? Yeah. That's crazy, man. They you just- know, his body, Aaron Judge, that is, doesn't really allow for him, in my opinion, it doesn't allow for him to have a long career. Only guys that's had a long career with that type of body was the guys in the past that actually did steroids. Yeah, you're right. So he's not flexible. He's too muscular, especially playing the outfield. So he's definitely going to have to come infield if he want to continue to have a long career. That's my opinion. But when I first saw his body and actually saw how big he was as far as what his size, his weight, and his height was, I'm like, this guy is definitely not going to have a long career. No, when you're when you're six foot seven, I think that's what he is, six seven, six eight, something like that. And I'm sure he's about two fifty, maybe two sixty. I mean, you're looking at somebody about the size of LeBron James or something yeah. like that. Na- name one player that played in Major League Baseball that was that big and had a long career. He, mm, it's come to mind. I'm thinking of the big unit, Randy Johnson, but he was a pitcher. He was about six ten. Yep. So different things he had to do on the field, different string it was tasked that his body had to go through was just pretty much from the waist up. Yep. Um, Ju- Judge uses everything. Richie Sexton, I don't know if you remember him. He played for the, I remember Sexton. Yeah. Uh, White Sox? Uh, he played for the White Sox. He played for the Brewers. He played for Arizona, I think. But he was tall like that, but I don't think he played the outfield. I think he was a first baseman. So that goes back to what you said. Um, I haven't seen anybody that big playing in the outfield. I mean, you're doing a lot of diving for balls and running into walls and, you know, like you said, having all that weight on those legs and doing all that extra running, bad enough. You got to run around the bases and, you know, you got to be out there for 162 games. But I think they're definitely going to have to think about putting him at first base. And I don't think the Yankees have a – I think is it Hicks their first baseman? I'm not sure who their first baseman is, but you could definitely move Aaron Judge to first base, and that can actually be a big benefit. Um, yeah. He'll get a, it, it'll continue his career. If yeah. he want longevity, he's got to uh, come out the outfield. It's just going to happen. Definitely. And – um. To switch gears a little bit, we're definitely – I don't want to talk about it too much now because that's we're going to do a whole segment on this. Uh, we have to get to this whole Spike Lee thing. 
uh, the New York oh, Knicks. Uh, oh my God, Jim Dolan. I just it makes you scratch your head. Like, what is going on at Madison Square Garden? Well, I, I don't get it. The front office, uh, they just don't seem to get it. Now, in defense of James Dolan, um, the New York Rangers are considered a, a really good franchise. You know, they're ran mm-hmm. good. They've been to a Stanley Cup final. They're always in the playoffs. He runs that team, and he put the right people in place for that. But That's he, what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is it is it he let people actually run the hockey team, and he just happened to – I don't know. It seemed like to me that the Knicks is it's his baby and and he want to make sure he want to coddle it. He wants to be around it all the time. He want to tell other people what to do with his baby. So I don't know. Is is that why is that why the the um, hockey team is successful is successful? Well, let me my theory on it is I don't know. him. You know, I don't know the inner workings of what's going on there. But my theory is and I've always heard this about James Dolan. He is a hockey, I don't want to say a hockey fanatic, but he is much more of a hockey historian, a hockey, you know, basically how you are with basketball. That's kind of how he is with hockey. He was always a hockey fan. He knows the inner workings of hockey. So I'm wondering if he was able to do a better job with hockey because he knew more about the sport. And he's trying to do that with basketball, but he doesn't know as much about the sport. So he's taking tactics that he implements in his hockey side of business and trying to put him into the NBA. And it just, there's a disconnect somewhere because there's no reason why. I mean, you can't say he's a bad businessman because he has businesses that thrive. It's just something about basketball. He needs to get like an assistant, uh, somebody who has, who knows basketball where he's, where Dolan is completely hands off. I don't know if that's the case right now. I don't know how much he's into it, but he needs to fall back completely and maybe that's what they're doing with uh, Steve Stout. Yeah. You heard about well, you, that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, even the last two years, I have to say, I give him kudos as far as putting people in position to run the team, the Knicks, that is. But his number one problem is he have people in positions, but he always tell them to check in with him, and he makes the final decision. So if you have someone that's you put in place – you have to have confidence in them that they can make the right decision. So when, if you're coming back to me to look for some type of credibility, it, it's not there. You have to let people run the show. You get what I'm saying? Like he, he, he puts people in position, which is awesome. Yeah. But, but if the last word falls with him, then are they really in position? Not really, right? They're no. just still, they still have to answer to someone. So he needs to do small, medium decisions. Let them make those. Now, if it's something huge as far as what concerts coming up, renovations, as far as running the team, as far as uh, media, then yes, James Dolan should be the last decision. Get what I'm saying? No, so I, I definitely get what you're saying. I, I don't know. He just confuses me. It's so many things that he does wrong, but yet from the outside looking in, it looked like he's trying to do things right until he have a, a mistake like what just happened with Spike. Yeah, I just don't know if he's putting the right people in the positions they need to be in on the basketball side. I was listening to Stephen A. Smith yesterday, and I think he said, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to misquote my man, but I think he said uh, Stephen Mills, the general manager, he wasn't even really a real basketball guy. He was more of a businessman, you know, somebody to oversee things, but he wasn't necessarily a basketball lifer. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be that to be successful, but... I am saying, you know, it has to be somebody really special to 
just plug them in there and they don't have a lot of basketball experience and then trust them with what is it? they're the richest franchise in the NBA, right? Yes, sir. So to entrust somebody, and he's been there for a long time. Stephen Mills has been there, I think, over 10 years doing different things. So maybe he did good in other areas and he just entrusted him. But I just think he made a mistake in letting somebody like that run the team as long as they have. And, well, you have Isaiah Thomas. You have uh, the last Phil, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was a mistake. Even Fisdale, even though a lot of players like him, he was just the wrong guy for the job. Then you had uh, Derek Fisher and. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. Who else? Jeff Hornacek. Jeff Hornacek. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Kurt Rambis was there for a second. You know, the last coach I liked was, uh, who's the guy that took them to the playoffs with Mello? Um, the black guy. Black guy? I know who you're talking about. Ball, it, ball-headed guy. I forget his name. Yeah, his name's not coming to me right now. I know exactly who you're talking Woodson. about, though. Woodson? Woodson? Yeah, Woodson. He used to coach uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, exactly. He he was Mike the, Woodson. Mike, Mike Woodson. Woodson. Yeah, he was the last good coach. But um, yeah, we'll talk about more of the uh, the Knicks in a few minutes. Um, we got some Brady Brady news, Garoppolo news. We're definitely gonna get to some basketball. Little Luka Don, Doncic and uh, Zion Williamson. Little MVP talk and a bunch more coming up in a few minutes. Once again, this is Sports Fans Only. I'm your host, uh, KJ, excuse me, and that's Sean Matt. And we will be. Don't give your government, man. Yeah, I was about to give my government. I was about to give it. I was about to give it. (laughs) But yeah, guys, we'll be back. We're going to get to this music and we'll be back in a few minutes.
Think about a player, a star in this league. I want somebody to help me expand the global footprint of my brand for my franchise. I also want somebody that elevates everybody around him. Here's Zion. Got it again! For four, for four! Welcome to the NBA! 
gorgeous move from Luka Doncic. Deep three. Spectacular stuff from Luka Doncic. Lob to Williamson. He is one of one in NBA history. They're like a man amongst boys. Cleveland score once again tonight. He's got a new career high. The legend of Luka continuing to be written. He's ready to take over this league. There have only been a handful of players in NBA history who have risen to stardom before turning 21 years old. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Sports Fans Only with your host, KJ and Sean Matt. So we're on this Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson. Who you got? If you had to start a franchise right now, who would you pick and why? Uh, easily. I pick Luka. For one, he's the most, um, I think he's the healthier player. Um, he's the most well-rounded player out of the two. And um, overall, he's just, believe it or not, to me, he's more physical where it counts in the game of basketball. So I got Luka all around. Now, potential, if I could see in the future that um, Zion could possibly become what we want him and think that he will become, then I might. The only thing I can give Zion is his future. The future, the upside is better for Zion than Luka because I think you're getting out of Luka what he's going to do his whole career. So, so you're pretty much saying now, so is it safe to say that Zion has a higher ceiling? You think? Yeah. Because pretty yeah. much what Luka, what you see with Luka right now, I don't know how much better he can get. now. Well, hey, let's look. He's averaging 28, 9, and 8. What more can he do? That's LeBron James' numbers. At any given time in LeBron James' career, that's pretty much his average. And 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 you're correct. But my thing is Zion is, what, 12 games in so far? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, so Luka has two full seasons under his belt. But why is Zion 12 games in? Be- because he was hurt. I, there I, you I, go. I'll give you that. But I will say this, in Zion's defense, before he got to Duke, he had never been hurt. He had that unfortunate sneaker thing, so that's kind of a fluke, his sneaker blowing up. So he's really only been hurt because of, you know, playing basketball one time. Like, as far as, you know, just moving around and you did something awkward and tore something or or sprained something. So I'm not ready to give him the, uh, he's not going to stay healthy. Because I've noticed also, since he's been playing, He's not dunking as much. Now, he dunks still, but he's not going crazy like he was in college. And I'm hoping that he that's something mentally he's doing because I know one thing for sure. If he keeps dunking like that, you know, a knee injury is bound to happen. You look at yeah. all the great dunkers of all time. If yeah. they didn't stop at some point, like Jordan stopped, uh, Kobe stopped after a while. But yeah. the ones that kept going and kept pushing the boundaries, they all ended up getting uh, knee injuries. But – um. Yeah. Well, you know, his his career is in its infancy for Zion. So 12 games in, we just have to see because I'm not ready to because I like Zion and I like everything about the young man. But I'm definitely not ready to hand him the title of the next great like a lot are trying to pass that torch from LeBron to Zion. Not just yet. I think Luca got something to say about that. Luca is six, six and he's thick. He's he doesn't look like it, but he's the same height as Jordan. No, yeah, yeah, he is, which is amazing when you look at his his body type. But um, uh, give me his numbers again. Uh, twenty eight point five, nine rebounds, and eight assists. So right now, Zion is twenty four points, 
6.8 rebounds, 2.2 assists, and that's in 12 games. I'm kind of interested to see what Luka's numbers were after 12 games in the NBA. Uh, I know it's kind of late notice, so we're not going to be able to find it right now. But I'm just kind of interested to see what his impact was his first 12 games. Was he dominating? Because I just don't remember him his first. I didn't start hearing about Luka until probably midway through last season. This is Luka's what year? I thought it was it's his second, right? Yeah, yeah, it's his second year. It's, it's his, his second, second year. year. So um, I'm just a little interested to see. But, um, yeah, I want to give Zion a year and a half in the in the NBA because to, to me he is a six foot six. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who can, yeah. who can shoot, but see that's the great thing about him. He can if he decides to really develop his low post game. There's not going to be anybody. Did you see Kuzma when they played the Lakers? Kuzma was trying to body up with him down the post, and he did hilarious. A, he did a spin move, and I think he dunked it. But Kuzma, it reminded me of Shaq. He literally bounced off of him, and he couldn't he couldn't defend him because the force of getting bounced off of him. Just, just bouncing way out of the play. So, oh yeah, they even had a uh, a point at that game where similar, same thing happened to LeBron. He was like, "Whoa, I don't want none. I'm getting out the way." Yeah, got a little, got a little chest to the chest, and you know, it was a little chest to chest action. And 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 I have to say, Zion won that little mini battle in the air. But he's a beast. Yeah, he's he, a beast, man. Two hundred and eighty four pounds. That's about that's about what Shaq weighed when he first got to the NBA. Am I not yeah. mistaken with the skinny shot? Yeah, yeah. But let's see if he gets better. Let's see how much Zion wants to horn his craft. Now, this summer will tell everything. If he doesn't come back with a jump shot, K, uh, he doesn't come back with any type of post moves, I'm going to say he's going to be a, not a bust, but he's going to level out real fast. Because what he, the way his game is fitting into the NBA right now is not enough to become a great player. No, yeah, I think you're right. He he needs to get a three-point shot. Yeah, think of the playoffs. You can't do that in the playoffs because it becomes a half-court game in the playoffs. It's not that much running. So he's going to have to be able to get one-on-one moves. Yep. And he's going to preferably in the post because he's what, 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, yep. Uh, that's pretty much a center in these days if you're his weight. So he's not going to have to play anyone that's actually taller than him. Nope. He's, not, he's never going to have to face someone that's stronger than him. Nope. So he's good to go. Now, when he comes back, we're going to have a conversation about this the beginning. I don't know. We'll give it 10 games into next season. And I'm going to be able to tell real fast if Zion worked on his game. If he hasn't, he's going to max out fast. If he have, he have unlimited potential to become a great. Yeah, he and, and it's pretty great to see the NBA. For a minute there, we were like, before last year came around and before we really heard of Zion Williamson and Luka, we, everybody was sitting around like, damn, wh- who's the next great ones? Because you could say that the torch has been passed to Durant, but Durant, uh, he's so yeah, he old. Got, he got injured, though. I think if you took away the injury, it would have been Durant. It would have been. People, people, he was the best. He was labeled the best player in the world until he got injured. He, and then you still had um, Harden. Harden was t- Harden similar to, seems to me that Harden took over from Colby. Just the all-out score. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know if they were they were ever considered the face of the NBA though. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, he was getting there with all those commercials. He was getting there. Yeah, he was. He, he was. He needed. He needed. Harden and the Rockets needed to win a championship within the last two years. They needed to beat Golden State at least one of those times. Go to the championship and win it, and then I think you, he he could have t- taken over that throne as far as the next best 
player in the NBA. But it happened real fast as far as the young boys coming in. I mean, it happened extremely fast, right? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how when Michael Jordan retired and then everybody unanimously and and well-deservingly gave the title to Kobe. And then LeBron popped up. And then LeBron popped up like, what, three years later? So he didn't get to enjoy that. And not saying he still wasn't the greatest because – when LeBron first came in, Kobe was still the greatest at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was winning that, those championships. He had one, he made it to three straight. He had one, two. Exactly. But that, the whole rape, the whole rape, I hate bringing that up, but which got dismissed. I want to make that clear. But that, oh, whole, yeah, it did. That whole rape case and the fact that LeBron was coming in and they were calling him King James, the chosen one, it just took all his shine away. And nobody really looked, although he was great, but nobody yeah. looked at him like, everybody said, oh, LeBron James, face of NBA. And, yeah, and, yeah, they passed the torch. They kind of passed over Kobe. Yeah, yeah, they did. And I, I think that's that, the NBA, though. The NBA didn't want to have that stain as far as what he did, but he went out the right way. Yeah, he you know, does. Sixty-point game. The NBA did kind of cherish him at that moment. No, nah, I definitely did. I, I gained so much more respect for for Kobe because I was always a Kobe hater. But even before that tragedy happened, once he retired. I, I was able to breathe. It was like a, all right, he's gone now. Now, now I can appreciate him for everything that he was. But you know, I was a diehard. I hate Kobe, not because he wasn't great, just because I hated him. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's move into this next part. It was kind of a good segue because we just started talking about uh, LeBron James. Um, let's get Stephen A. Smith's opinion on LeBron James and his uh, MVP chances. We have to quit disrespecting this man greatness. For 17 straight years, this guy has lived up to the hype. He's lived up to everything, mm-hmm. has succeeded expectations, mm-hmm. and he has dominated okay. this year. I mean, th- the narrative, oh, LeBron was in the East for four years, and mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the East is weak, so we can't okay. praise LeBron. Let me stop, let me stop right Jerry. Right? Uh, what you what you were saying is so blasphemous, so asinine. I'm appalled. Let me tell you why. Oh. This, you know what? You've been hanging out with Rich Paul. And I Maverick don't and hang out with Rich I know, Paul. I'm just being facetious, but here's the deal. <laughs> I, I know I talked to him all the time, but let me tell you something because he drives me crazy. What do we have to do? Now, we've acknowledged that LeBron James is on the Mount Rushmore basketball. He's the greatest player in the game today, one of the greatest players that ever lived. We've got him pretty much top two all time. My God. It's, I mean, it's, it's, oh my, how disrespectful is that to LeBron James? This is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy about LeBron because, see, I sound critical of him because I sit up there and go, what do you want us to do? Just pedal the runways with roses and all of this stuff? Yes, yes. Excuse me. Why not? We acknowledge he's one of the top four players in the history of the game. He's a four-time league MVP. He's a three-time champion. He's the greatest player in basketball today. How are we disrespecting him? How is that disrespectful? Cannot finish. Go ahead. Oh, my God. Yes. This is the New York in you. See, I'm from down south, man. You got to show common courtesy. Um, be very clear. You, I've listened uh, to you speak over the last few weeks. Don't give me courtesy. Now, go ahead. But, no, but seriously, yeah. it's not It's not a landslide. Like, the things that the things that LeBron are doing right now, he's having one of his better seasons. Like, you look at this Laker offense, without him on the floor, they rank 29th. Absolutely. With him on the floor, they're second in the league. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Now, that's the point that I really, really wanted to point out before we got into this little discussion, because I know there's going to be a little friction with this one. But um, I wanted to get into the point that without LeBron, that team would be horrible. I'm sorry. Even with Anthony Davis. No, that, I wouldn't say horrible. Well, no, meaning they, would, they wouldn't. They would Like, you take Antetokounmpo off of Milwaukee for three they, weeks. 
They'll suck. For, in the East? No. Yeah. They're still made the playoffs. Mm, that's in the East, but they still that record would still be nah, nah. I Check. see what tree I see what tree you're barking up and it don't work. You know how I know it don't work? How's that? No one actually said this as of a week ago. No. I mean, the media, the media and the sports world just need something to talk about towards the end of the year. And it's just all it's all made up, okay? This this subject right here, just like sometimes we come up with topics for the show. I know what they're doing. I saw the push for Sports Center when I woke up that morning and saw it. I'm like, well, five days ago, no one cared about this. Let's look at it. LeBron, 25, 8, and 11. I'm being generous and I'm rounding off. Uh-huh. The Greek Freak, 30, 14, and 6. Okay. Need I say more? Yeah, but one of your favorite lines, it's not always about stats. So let's dig oh, a little. Look at his wins. No, no, I know, but he's also in the East. You can't. The East is still weaker than the no, West, no, no, no matter well, how much but, better but, it got. But that, you know, I think about that. That average is out now. They play just as many people in the West as they play in the East now. They only play them twice, though. They only play them twice a year. The Lakers got to play the West team four times a year. Uh, Milwaukee only plays every team on the East only twice a year. And they play all the teams in the East four times. So you're playing way easier competition for the majority of your time. That same thing people were saying when LeBron was in Cleveland and he was having those good records. Yeah, the East sucked back then. No, sucked big a, time. Well, that's what I was saying. The East is a lot better, but it's Put still it this not. Way. The, the top, the he- the top, what am I trying to say? The top heavy, so one through four, one through four east, one through four west. They about equal to they about the same to me. I don't think that. I think Denver, Denver, Houston, Denver, Houston, Lakers, Clippers. And I put and I can put Milwaukee, Toronto. Who else am I looking at? 76ers. I don't even believe in them, but you could well, put them that's in there. Inju- that's injury though. If they was healthy, I'll take them against any of those teams. Then who else then after that? Nobody. Uh, you know, it Indiana. Go, it, should go, it should go four deep in the East. Who else is Indiana. it? Indiana. Indiana is number four, I think. They might be the number Are they? four. Uh, yeah, and you still have New Jersey. That team Not would New be. Jersey, I'm but sorry. That team would actually be much better if. Uh, Olin Depot actually not got injured. That's true, but I look at it like this: You see how bad San Antonio's doing right now. If they were in the East, they'd be same place the Nets are at, if not better. If they were in the East, it, it just and, and another thing. This is what I want to say about LeBron: his plus minus. So with LeBron on the court, they are a plus thirteen over their opponent. When he's not on the court, I'm sorry, they're a plus eleven. When he's not on the court, they are a minus. Three or a minus two point eight, something like that. Now you on the flip side, when Giannis is on the floor, the plus minus, the plus is a thirteen, so they're up by Even. thirteen. Yep. But when he's off, they're still a plus six. That 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 stat right there tells that you stat everything. could mean a lot. I could tell you it means I could say that stat means coaching. It could that's be that but- that stat also means that the Milwaukee Bucks has actually been together longer and they have a little bit more cohesiveness. To where they can play together. Maybe Vogel can't find out a lineup that's right. I don't know, man. It's a lot of things that can mean, like, you know, plus minuses. And you get into heavy territory when you're speaking on, like, plus minuses. Because someone can always take a stat and make it to their favor. That's that's the way that it's always been, right? Yeah, they could. They could. But but if you just look at their team, they got both the Lopez brothers, right? They got Brooke and they got uh, mm-hmm. um, the other one. You got Middleton. The one, the one with the weird eyes. Robin. Uh, yep, and you uh, you got uh, Middleton, who was an All Star. You still have uh, what's his name, the little shooting guard dude, uh, came from Phoenix. Bledsoe, Bledsoe's still there. Um, they got somebody. They got a bunch of little dudes. I didn't even know they got through uh, through free agency. 
Um, I can't name them all right now. In a second, I'm going to pull up their roster. But if you look at their roster, their team is way better than the Lakers, to me, but from top they, to bottom. They, they play better because they've been together longer. They're on a mission. Remember, this team felt they should have won a championship last year when the Greek Freak won the, uh, won the MVP. So they're hungry. They're, they're, um, they have more rapport. They're just all around a better team. All right, here's, here's, their, here's their lineup. We already said Middleton. Uh, Greek Freak, we know. Brooke Lopez, we know. Bledsoe, we know. Uh, Wesley Matthews, another three-point shooter. Um, of course, we said Robin Lopez. So now we're going to act like Anthony Davis is nothing. No, no, no. I'm not saying he's not. They have the two best players in the NBA on, on that, the team. I, th- said. I think that LeBron is getting the best out of Dwight. I don't think Dwight Howard would be playing this good on any other team in the NBA if he wasn't playing with Davis and LeBron. So you, ca- so you kind of can't even really use him because if he was anywhere else, he wouldn't be giving you what he's giving you. Well, he might. I guarantee you if he was at uh, Golden State, he would. Mm, right now? Or you talking nah. about when Steph and everybody comes back? When they come back or previous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look what they did with J- JaVale McGee. But- I actually thought we had him. I was on a cruise ship two years ago. Not even quite two years ago. About 17, about 16 months ago. And uh, I got an alert that we had got Dwight Howard. Who? Who are you talking about? What team? Um, go to state. Oh, you claiming that is your team? You said us. Well, yeah, then, because we was battling against Cleveland. You fucking right. Oh, I mean, no. you're yeah. darn right. Nah, but you can't claim them as your team. Oh, no, at that moment, yeah, they ain't my team. Like, now, even when they was winning the championships, it wasn't my team. It was my team to beat LeBron. Oh, okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, any any, you... any team that LeBron's playing against is my team. And, and, and it's funny to me how Kawhi Leonard, and we, we all know how great he is. But he doesn't even get mentioned now. Is that because he's only missed like thirteen games? It's not like he's missed, you know, crazy amount of game. He's yeah, not they even, make it, they make it seem like he's been low managed like half of the season, no, right? Yeah, I think he. I think it's either twelve or thirteen. Twelve out of what sixty games. So yeah. if he wanted to be in the MVP race, he could. I just don't know. It seems like they're fading, right? You don't hear nothing about no. And the thing is, this they're actually playing better and winning. They were just on a win streak. Is Paul George still hurt, or is he back? No, he's back. Oh, he's back. He's back, yeah. He's back. But just remember this, Kay. I'm pretty sure we can't go too long on the segment. we're about to get out of here. Um, This is all fabricated. The story was fabricated, which made us talk about so we just pretty much just fabricated a story about another story. We had to act like we cared about the MVP race when we know who's going to win the MVP race. And they just started this in the sports world. Sports Center started it. I blame them. The morning shows trying to just create content for the show. They came up with is the Greek freak, the MVP of LeBron. When three days previous to that, I heard everyone say he's the unanimous MVP. So what in three days, what could LeBron had done to make it seem like like so we all know what it is. This is just something to talk about. He's going to fall second, LeBron, that is. Greek Freak's going to win his second. And that team's – I'm going to guarantee you that team goes to the championship. I, I, see, I'm not willing to say that. See, everybody was saying that except for me. I ain't never said Greek Freak was MVP. And 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 You didn't have LeBron, is it? No, didn't I didn't. Say, well, I, had I, said, it. I can go back and play all the shows. Not I, once this year has you said LeBron James was the MVP. No, I never said he was the definite, but I never said Greek Freak was the definite. I said there was a – there was a pool of players. I think it was Harden. 
Um, it was a couple other. Well, people. Hart got knocked out around midseason when he went on that streak where he was uh, shooting. I think like whew, nineteen to twenty four percent from the three point line. Yeah, and even da- they had Damian Lillard in that in that conversation yeah. at one now, point. Now Westbrook could have been if they had got rid of um, who they traded away. Oh, when they got Capella. They traded away Capella. If they had done that early in the year, I would have Westbrook up there because he'll be back to almost averaging a triple-double, shooting less than he did the time he won the MVP. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to give it to the Greek Freak yet because Lakers can go on a 20-game win streak. And he that can, won't happen. Oh, you know that. Well, I remember I told you. So like, put it this way. The, Even if they go on a 20-game win streak, I guarantee you Milwaukee will be on a 19-1 win streak. Yeah, but what's more impressive, 20-game win streak in the West or a 19-game win streak they, in they the don't, East? They don't, look, they don't look at that when it comes to MVP. See, that's one thing about the MVP voting. They don't care about what, what you're in. They care about the, your, your, your points, your rebounds, and where's your team placed at. They're both going to be number one. And you also got to think that – uh, the Greek freak don't have a player like uh, Anthony Davis on his team. If he did, he wouldn't be averaging what he's averaging. That's that's a case of he's the only nah, he, superstar he on his team. He, he would. No, he wouldn't be averaging I would 13 exactly rebounds. What, I would tell you exactly what would happen. His points would go down maybe two to three points. His rebounds would go up and assists would go up. Why would his rebounds go if you got Anthony Davis down there? And he Why? averaging because, 10, 11 because, rebounds. Because, because Anthony would be getting doubled. And the Greek freak, you would have to leave somebody open. His assist would go up because he would have someone actually great to pass the ball to to score. I believe the assist. I don't. I don't. I can't buy into. He would have more rebounds. I, I don't one of the know best why rebounders in the it, game. It, I don't know why when he actually rebounds the way he does now, and he has no one there. So if you put someone great there, that person's gonna. So when you throw the ball to Anthony Davis on the post, you're gonna send a double team. Greek freak flashes, get the rebound. It'll just be much simpler. I, I just feel like you got somebody like Anthony Davis down there. He's going to take some of the rebounds he normally would have had. Just, Maybe. Just, just because he's – Not not necessarily. You could just say, well, let's say Middleton averages five rebounds. Middleton won't be averaging five. He'll average two. Well, that's possible. Well, we'll never know. But Yeah, that's <laughs> neither here nor here. <laughs> but anyway, guys, we got a special, special uh, – a performance, not a performance, a special. Uh, what am I trying to say, Sean? A special. Uh, yeah, first of all, we have a part, a uh, new person, part of the team, sports fans only, lending a hand. We have an in house DJ. What's his name? Uh, DJ DeNero. So he's DJ DeNero. Yeah, he's getting in there. He's getting set up right now. Um, he is a part of the sports fans only team. For you, uh, for all those who have been on social media, you've been seeing me advertise him. And so we want you guys to leave any messages if you want to say anything, if you like the music that he plays. I was just going to say, if they even like the format, because he's going to break in. We're going to have no commercials. We're not going to hear our mouths for a while. It's going to be just a straight-up DJ De Niro mix. Yep, straight. He he on the ones and twos. So let us know how you like it. It's going to be a little long, maybe 15 minutes straight break. So let us know. We can break it up into segments. If you like this format, or would you, you, you give us feedback. Let us know what y'all want to hear, and we'll provide it for y'all. Exactly. And um, it's not going to just always be hip-hop. He's a well-cultured music uh, DJ, so he's going to be playing all types of music in the future. So it's not going to just be hip-hop for those who aren't the biggest hip-hop fans. This is kind of a hip-hop show, but we play all types of music. It doesn't matter. R&B, old school, whatever. But... The hip-hop music is here to stay, but that's not the only thing we're going to be playing. So we're going to try to give a variety of stuff. So anyway, here's DJ De Niro. Hope you guys like it. We'll be back with you guys in about 15, 20 minutes. Cut it up. Uh, uh, 
But your projects put on hold in the real world These just people with ideas They just like me and you when the smoke and cameras disappear again The real world, world. is bigger world. than all these fake ass records Wait, po' folks got the millions and my woman's disrespected If you check one two, my word of advice to you is just relax Just do what you got to do If that don't work, then kick the facts If you a fighter, rider, bada, flame, ignite a crowd, excited Or you wanna just get high and just say it But then if you a liar, liar, pass on fire, wolf, cry Agent with a wire, I'm gon' know it when I play it It's bigger than hip, hop, hip, hop, hip, hop, hip It's bigger than Like Big Doe and Big Pooh would be the first to bounce But y'all niggas is boring me, I'm never gonna change up Please join a sorority, go step your game up Y'all boys ain't ready for damage, you need extra planning You in the game, but you offsides and got an extra man And I'm the coach doing your reprimand And I got a team to run, boy, respect my standards And when I'm on the mic, y'all should expect the grandest Show a lyricism, ever let them know who your man is So gutter Feel powerful in the hood 
for, but they don't do no good I know my blackness powerful and they don't like that I know some niggas so dead, sit back and watch them tap dance Bombs over Baghdad, they have a flag to brag about Don't make you a big boy, cause you got a nice stack Carolina home, boy, you know we keep a stack house It's power when you know the game, I'm feeling like a champ now I went to rap rap, homie get out the trap house I want the power to be able to rap about what I rap about Black child, God loving textiles, point blank death smiles Steph Curry projectile, I saw the goal from 8 miles Every stone you threw, I picked it up and built a powerhouse Caught a case, I got murder in my profile Niggas still billing me, see that's just the appeal of me Respect on my name, why y'all niggas so emotional? Power, power, power. I feel your energy, energy. hey It's coming through. Took me a century. Hey, to get next to you. Plus, makes the enemies. Invested in you. So I feel the energy. Invested person. Power up with the word. I got it from my God. He said a good shepherd don't trip over what they heard Let them talk the talk until the night you choose to go and purge I came in when the rest of you struggled and failed to flourish Conversations with the blurs She said I'm good as herbs Get them high, get them high from the hood to the suburbs No one can take your power even if a storm occurred It ain't man-made but whether or not you pay don't help or hurt It's a perk Jam the squad written on my shirt I got a lane but all the lines around me dotted I can merge I can do what you can but you can't do the same with words As I that watch my street cred go multiply They say the streets respect the real ones The one is really die It's just me and young blood That's where I get all of my power The night I got a chain from Mr. Flyers I gave it back when I got done rapping the same hour I ain't 5% Let's be talking to top MCs And I'm in the top of that The rest beneath me all cowards When it spits, look around It's meteor shots I watch the stars fall, fall, fall Yeah, this is what you call power <laughs> Imagine if all the rappers were to get with all the athletes Our activists and actors for a conference in Zaire To meet with all the ambassadors in the motherland Tell them we coming back for her America Know if we leave it'd be a massacre Zimbabwe would be full of drug dealers and traffickers Smoking brassica, pick all the hoes for magic up Tell Tabitha, let a nigga Cleopatra her So we can build a neighborhood out in Zambia Tell Khaled to build another one in Tanzania what if J and B went and bought some land in Egypt And Puffy put a strip of clothes off the sands of Kenya Since America can't stand to see us Let's show them why you never bite the hand of Fiji Call Akon, I like the city up Alex brought the compound to Libya What if they had the follies in Nigeria? Huh, a king of diamonds in Liberia Ballin' in Algeria, ain't gotta put my cheery up And if you black, you fit the criteria We need Oprah to open up some old schools Tell Michael Jordan we need some more shoes Make sure every rapper still got Pro Tools I'm just saying that'd be a bold move uh, Make Obama the president His daddy from Kenya so that make even better sense Tell Morehouse to bring all the medicine Bachi got the party out and gonna tell him let us in New Africa New Africa New Africa Tell the motherland that a nigga coming back for her Yeah. Yeah. Crack to her own out the back of her home. She smelled the musk of the 
dusk and the crack of the dawn We go through episodes too, like Attack of the Clones What till we break a bag and you hear the crack of the bone To get by, just to get by, just to get by, just to get by We commute the computer, spirits stay mute While your ego spread rumors, we survivalists turn to consumers Just to get by, just to get by, just to get by, just to get by
creator of original sounds that's in the stores you take home to absorb and sweat it out your pores. Now who can stop the music running through these veins? Infinitely go against the grain. That's why my motto is to Jalik, you wind up your hip Drafting of the poets, I'm the number seven pick Licks, 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 boy, on your backside Licks, 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 boy, on your backside Listen to the fader, Shaheed, let's it glide Tip the earthly body, heaven's on my side Even in Santa Domingo, and I got a gringo We got mics, when do we go? Know a little nigga who can rhyme when your ass beat Short, dark, and plus his voice is fast like One for the trouble, two for the bass You know the style tip, it's time to flip this I like my beats hard like two day old shit Steady eating booty MCs like cheese cakes My man, I'll be sure he's in effect mode Used to have a crush on doing for men vote It's not like honey dick would wanna get with me But just in case I own my condoms, then see you'll see Now the formula is this, me tipping Ali For those who can't count, it goes one, two, three They pick up this who I be Brothers find it's hard to do, but never me Some others try to diss but Malik You see him bitching me, not care about them DBMC My shit is hitting, Trini Gladiator Anti-hesitator, Shaheed push the fader From here to Grenada, Mr. Energetic Who me sound pathetic? When's the last time you heard a funky diabetic? Money changes situation. Miscommunication leads to complication. My emancipation don't fit your equation. I was on the humble, you on every station. Someone play young Lauren like she done. But remember not to game the one of the sun. Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to Kingston. My ting done, major king done, one wrong. Now understand El Boogie, not violent. But different things test me, run to me, can Can't take a threat to me, no one. Been this way since creation A groupie call you far from temptation Now you on ball over separation Tarnish my image in the conversation Who you 
move on scrimmage like you the champion You might win some, but you just lost one You might win some, but you just lost one You might win some, but you just lost one You might win some, but you just lost one You might win some, but you just lost one Now, now, how come your talk turn cold? Gain the whole world for the price of your soul Trying to grab hold of what you can't control Now you all lost with a sight to behold Wisdom is better than silver and gold I was hopeless, now I'm all hopeful Every man wanna act like he's exempt Need to get down on his knees and repent Can't slick talk on the day of judgment The movement similar to a serpent Try to play straight how your whole style been Consequences, no coincidence Hypocrites always wanna play in the sin Always wanna take it to the full out extent Always wanna make it seem like good intent Never wanna face it when it's time for punishment I know you don't wanna hear my opinion Then how many paths and you must choose one And if you don't change then the rain soon comes See you might win some but you just lost one You might win some but you just lost one You might win some but you just lost one You might win some but you just lost one fans only studio it's Sean Mack with the prime time recap all right it's Sean Mack back with the recap all around first up NBA 
Bucks defeated the Pacers 119-100. Celtics defeated the Cavs 112-106. OKC took out the Pistons 114-107. Grizzlies manhandled the Nets, beating them 118-79. Jazz beat the Knicks 112-104. Heat defeated the Magic 116-113. Timberwolves took down the Bulls 115-108. Mavericks just got by the Pelicans 127-123. And the Trailblazers blew out the Wizards 125-104. Next, NHL. Flyers beat the Capitals 5-2. Calgary Flames just skated by the Blue Jackets 3-2. Ducks defeated the Avalanche 4-3. And the Arizona Coyote beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-2. Next, NCAA men's basketball. Kansas defeated TCU 75-66. Number 11, Creighton destroyed Georgetown 91-76. Number 8, Seton Hall lost to number 14, Villanova 79-77. Virginia beat Miami 46-44. That was a low-scoring game. Florida State beat Notre Dame 73-71. And San Diego defeated Air Force 73-60. All right, it's Sean Mack back with the All Around Recap, and this is Sports Fans Only. I've always been running to meetings, errands. Now I'm running for me. I've always dreamed of seeing the world, but I'm not chasing my dream anymore. I made a financial plan to live it every day. At Northwestern Mutual, our version of financial planning helps you live your dreams today. Find a Northwestern Mutual advisor at nm.com. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. All right, welcome back to Sports Fans Only with KJ and Sean Mack. And K, uh, it's been in the news everywhere. Spike Lee, involvement with the New York Knicks and James Dolan. What do you think about the situation? I have my opinion. You know, we always share. So just give me some information. What do you think about it? Well, of course, it's the whole thing with the Knicks being the Knicks, right? I mean, this kind of thing happens all the time. We talked about it in the beginning in the intro of how, you know, the Knicks just can't escape themselves. They just always seem to, and, you know, nobody knows why. But this is another situation where they mistreated one of their – I mean, I, I guess you would say that Spike Lee is one of their own. He's basically the the face of the Knicks, which is kind of sad when you don't have a player as a face of the Knicks and you have a celebrity as a face of the uh, of the team and the organization for the most part. But, um, yeah, they another case of them mistreating somebody who was – who did nothing but be positive for the for the franchise. I mean, right? I mean, they said that he spent a large sum of money. I'm going to play this interview in a few minutes. Um, I don't want to give away how much he spent, but he spent a large sum of money to be, you know, actively part of the team. So for them to pull him out of the elevator the way they did. And you know what? I think – It'll be better if I let Spike Lee say himself. Let me, you know what, Sean? You mind? I'm gonna play this interview. I'm gonna play Not this right now, so it'll give the details, the little nooks and crannies of exactly what's going on, and then we'll come back and talk about it then. So let's get. Whoops. Here we go. I'm gonna hear what uh, what the ticket was. He said three thousand four hundred dollars per ticket per game, and that and that's uh, totally home to- games to- every year. Does it totaling? $299,000 for a pair for the year when you add preseason. That's according to so your guy, Al. And the preseason is thinking of a scam, too. 
So you're talking about 300 grand a year times almost 30 years when you adjust for inflation. Yeah. So you have given them about what the equivalent of 10 million dollars. I look stupid over now. The year. <laughs> and that, oh, no, I look like a. But not only that, but Spike. I look, well, I'm gonna use my Mars Scorsese. I look like a Mama Luke. <laughs> Something like that. Something Spike, like that. Spike, you are you are the only celebrity face mostly associated with the Knicks, like. There was Woody Allen, then there was you, and then it was Jack Nicholson for the Lakers and you for the Knicks. So you also kind of give them free publicity and branding for decades, in addition to the ten million when you adjust for inflation. Ten million dollars over. My wife's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah. Why would they, I, so? So again, uh, you gotta ask Dolan. You gotta ask Mr. But Dolan. Clearly, you feel it seems to me. You correct me if I'm wrong. I'm being the harassed. Fact that they wanted to, you to leave the garden. Hold it, Max. You just said you're being harassed? Yes. Are you going back to a Knicks game this year? Not this year. Are really? you concerned? No, no. I'm coming back next year, but I'm, I'm done for the season. I'm done. I've been coming to the garden. My, my seat's courtside, 20-plus years. I know all the, the guys. The you know, security. The guys. security, security. They're scared to talk to me. I've known these guys years. They've seen my children go up. My son Jackson, 24. My daughter's 24. My son Jack's 24, taller than me. They grew up in the garden. We're okay. They don't even want. They well, give me. Well, well, let, let me finish. Let me yeah, finish. Yeah, we just have to get a commercial. They, break. they, they look at me. They keep going like this. I understand. People walk on eggshells to the garden because they know they can be fired in a second. Now let me just give a little perspective. Uh, he didn't mention in this interview. I thought I had the right one where he explains in a little more detail what exactly happened that night. So. He comes into an entrance. This is the employee entrance. He's been coming in this entrance for the last, I think he said, 25, 30 years. 20, yep. 20. So he's been coming through that entrance for this whole time, even as recently as uh, last Wednesday when they had a play going on um, for a bunch of the uh, – a lot of kids in New York City. I forget what play it was, but it was a big-time play, and he was hosting it. I think it was a play, but he was the host basically. And so he said he came through that way that day too. And nobody said, said nothing to him. So fast forward to a couple of days ago, he said he, he came in, they let him in. He got on the elevator and he said when he was on the elevator, uh, he noticed that the elevator wasn't going anywhere. So he waited for a few minutes. The elevator opened back up before it went up. And there was security there saying, um, you got to get off the elevator. You can't come through this entrance. Um, you got to go out and go back uh, up to 31st Street. I think that's what they said. And he said, no, I'm not getting out. He was like, I go this way all the time. I, I have my ticket. Why I get out? So I guess after a certain amount of time, they let him up. Eventually, they said, you can't get off at the fifth floor. You can't do that anymore. We'll take you to the sixth floor. Once he got to the sixth floor, he said it was like the CIA. He was like they had mass security, police, and they basically said, you got to get off the elevator. You can't come up this way anymore. And he put his hands behind his back and said, um, what did he say? He said, arrest me then because um, I'm not getting off. And like, like you did Oakley. Yeah, basically. And so the scene that most That's what people. That's he said. Yeah, most people. Most people who saw the little clip of him, somebody videotaped it with their phone, obviously. And the clip that most people saw was him screaming that. And that was the point where they pulled him off the elevator and uh, took him to. I didn't know when you get kicked out of the garden. Did you know you get booked? You, it's almost like you get arrested. They say it's protocol, but you actually go into some little police station in the garden. 
and you actually get booked, not not like criminally, but they take yeah. all your information, they take your picture and all this crazy stuff. So it's just crazy. I I just don't understand how they would treat now, someone. Now, I, my opinion, it can be two things here, okay? Uh-huh. This is how it's going to go. You have either Spike Lee feels some type of way about how the message was delivered, which he did say, and we didn't hear in that clip. Uh, maybe if they had called him and let him know, gave him some heads up as far as which way he can be entering the uh, garden that night. And as far as like, you know, we're changing the interest. You go through the celebrity interest now, the VIPs. Or remember, maybe a month, almost a month ago, Spike Lee was on some television. He gave an interview on somewhere. I forget where it was with some network. And he talked about Oakley and how he felt about what they did to Oakley. And needless to say, he had some choice words for James Dolan in Madison Square Garden. So my question is, was this entrance change from Dolan in Madison Square Garden done just to annoy Spike Lee? And that's why he feel a certain way that he was. What what word did he use? He was being harassed. Harassed. Yep. So does you get what I'm saying? Like James Dolan say, OK, next time Spike come in, we can do what we want. This is our new. um this is a new way that people are going to enter the building. He can do it when he want. I'm pretty sure other celebrities or whoever VIP just would just just go through that entrance. It wouldn't even bother them. Yeah. But did he purposely do it that way for Spike or or just so happened they was like, well, we're not going to call him next time we see him. We'll just let him know. That's a that's a great perspective. I didn't even so think no about one that. could really be wrong here. Yeah, you know he Spike Lee could feel a certain way because how the message was actually delivered to him, and James Dolan is like, well, this is actually laughable because we actually changed it. But if he did it out of spite because of what Spike Lee actually said about Oakley, and he had some choice words for Dolan and the people that work at Madison Square Garden before this incident even happened, maybe it's a little 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 nudge in the back just a little little, little backstab there maybe so maybe just to embarrass them they're like don't don't even tell him we're gonna change the rule we're gonna tell everybody else don't tell him so when he gets here we can make him look like that i mean by all accounts they say that uh james dolan is a very sensitive person now i think it's it'd be unfair to say he did do that because you know nobody knows but well hey we're talking about the guy that actually banned a fan a young man, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was pretty young in his 20s, that hollered at him at a game, sell the team. That guy's been banned from Madison Square Garden. What's funny was I'm watching the Michael K show, um, not watching, I'm listening to it yesterday, and a, a caller called up, and he said that he was uh, six rows behind Dolan, so he obviously had good seats, but he went to a Knicks game, uh, he was six rows behind Dolan, and he said he made the comment, and he said verbatim, he said, um... Come on, Dolan, get it together, or you guys need to get it together. He said that's that's all he said to him, and because of that, Dolan heard him and told him, told the security to go get the dude and kick him out and basically banned him from forever coming back to Madison Square Garden. And because Madison Square Garden owns Radio City or one of these other big theaters, they said you can never go there and you can never come back to Madison Square Garden for any event. So that's the level of pettiness that he's on. So I wouldn't doubt it if he did exactly what you said. I mean, it sounds like something somebody like him would do. So um, I didn't think of that. But, yeah, I, I think you have a you might be on to something there, man. Yeah, he's he's hmm, 
What what words can I say to Dolan? Sell the team. You should. You're I mean, not you, that good of a man. You're not that good of an owner. You don't do what it's supposed to take. And, you know, that's not just what really makes him an all-around bad owner. What makes him bad is the pettiness that you just spoke on. Yep. When, when you're petty like that, if you're a billionaire, right, he's supposed, he, he's supposed to be a billionaire. All right, you own a team. You know how many other billionaire owners go to stadiums, sit in the, in, in the stands, and hear what they hear from other people, fans that say they suck? The stuff that's said on social media, you can't be that sensitive. And I think enough time has passed to where we see who he is. He's shown who he is. He's sensitive, and he's not that good at his, at his job. Now, what can you do about that? He owns the team. What can Adam Adam Silver do about that? It's nothing he really can do unless something's drum, drummed up to where it makes him seem like what he's doing is detrimental to the league. And what he's doing so far, it sucks. We all might say, but it's not detrimental to the team. So it's like we got to just grin and bear it. Yeah, basically. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it just shows that uh, he's just a super, super sensitive dude. I mean, if if I was a billionaire, what is there to be sensitive about? I'm a billionaire. I mean, what, what somebody says to you, it's almost like he has a Napoleon complex. I've never met a billionaire, a real billionaire. I don't consider Trump. People say he's a billionaire, but they people also say he's one of the worst businessmen. Even though he's made a lot of money, doesn't take a lot to if you if you have millions around you at all times, at some point you're gonna do something successful. I say all that to say that he's a real billionaire. Like there's no doubt about it. He owns the richest uh basketball team in the NBA. He owns Madison Square Garden. I mean he owns all these things. Plus he owns um did you know they own uh James Dolan owns the Forum, the old Lakers arena. He does. Yeah, he's trying to block um, Steve I, Billard. I thought uh, they, I thought they tore that down years ago. No, the Clippers owner is trying to buy it from Madison Square Garden to build a brand new arena for the Clippers. For the Clippers, I heard about the arena um, but, being built for the Clippers but, soon. But Dolan is blocking him. Wow! Because, because he's being petty. You know what I mean? You don't need that. Why? Why are you? If he wants to buy it from you for whatever you're asking, why are you? You know what I mean? He's just a real petty yeah. dude. So, well, for example, look at the Clippers owner. What's his name? Uh, Steve Ballard. Steve Ballard, I think. Steve Ballard. Yeah. Th- doesn't it seem like he'll be great to play for? Oh, he, he cares. Would. Yeah, he cares. He he wants the best for his product. And if that why means- can't James Dolan be like that? I don't know. It's just, it's just sad. You have a whole generation of NBA players who only know the Knicks for sucking, and and they don't, why would you want to play all the dysfunction, all the people you fired, all the people you've made look stupid? Why would anybody? What just happened to Spike Lee has just prevented them from getting. I mean, I'm pretty sure nobody was going to come anyway. But now you just yeah. once again you made it fresh in everybody's mind. Why nobody wants to play for the Knicks. Now you've hurt your chances in the next uh, free agency because that's going to be fresh in everybody's mind, just like all this other stuff. So, you know, once again, they, they, they put their foot in their mouths. And did, yep. you know, did you know that James Dolan personally? Now, Spike Lee, I forgot to mention this. He actually got to his seat. So he got to the seat. Somebody let him. James Dolan himself came to Spike Lee and told him we got to have a talk. And that's when Spike Lee kind of blew up. That's when they put. That's when they took him away. So I'm, I said they took him out of the the uh, elevator. I was mistaken. The security guards let him go to his seat 
But then James Dolan found out about it, and he himself, you know, you got people you pay to do that. Why do you have to go do it? It's almost like he has a vendetta against him, like you said, because of what he said. So real petty. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like it was a setup more like, right? Yeah. How would how would he be just ready to go to the seat where he was sitting? How did he know about he didn't want to leave? How do you get in contact with Dolan that fast if you're a security guard exactly. and someone's not listening? It seemed like it was a coup. They yeah. knew what was going on. And Spike Lee's hitting on the right. He's hitting he's hitting on a nail. Yeah. You know, he he knows what's going on, but he is. Mo- but- moving on. That, that that's bad though. That's yeah. bad by Dolan. Some some way you got to get him out the NBA if you want the Knicks to ever be respectable again. I, I'm just not sure how you get a billionaire from owning his team. I seen it in, you know, LA, but that's different circumstances. Yeah. You're with right. The Clippers, you know, it's different circumstances. I, I've never heard him being, you know, yeah. volatile towards his employees. He's just a horrible owner. That's it. And yeah, that's it. I just, it's just amazing that you treat somebody who has put $10 million into your pocket. Uh, you would treat him that way, but that's just the way some people are. Yeah. Communi- but, One thing to take out of this communication is key. Yeah. It's always key in anything you do. Communication is key. So uh, take that little jewel with you um, as you go on about your day. But anyway, um, let's get to this next music break, and we shall be right back. Archie, baby. I just want to get your attention. Thank you. Thank you. I really want to be all up in your head. Yeah. Because what I got you going to get to. Uh, yeah. But girl, that's only if you ain't scared And I won't knock, won't win no bet You just want that bottom up in your head I'll get you hot, I know you won't so well And when I walk in all that I won't Is it you say daddy's home, home for me
Show around. These guys are on fire. Here we go. Time to put in work. We all got a job to do. I light a joint and ask myself, what would Pablo do? Coming through with the paper plates like the barbecue. Got the haters shaking heads like the bobbles do. Yeah, but it's all for my family. The goal wasn't live middle class and buy Camrys. I want us all to eat, even if from my pantry. I guess I'm just more soul food than eye candy. I feel like these young niggas need more eye jammies. More passport stamps, less trips to Miami. Yeah, bro, we all need a little culture A little time away from bird-ass niggas and vultures I tell you what you need to hear, not trying to insult you I'm too old to kid you, I gotta adult you Listen, this shit is getting out of hand Like fumbles in football, I humbly put y'all in y'all fucking place That's my OCD I give a bitch a little bit, but it's mostly D I be in that Rolls Royce, knocking go CD That's a supreme clientele, all I know is buy and sell We had to hustle to eat, it wasn't no Thanksgiving Pour out a little liquor for homies that ain't living It's big dinner shit, baby Everybody up in here Find what you bring to the table Then pull up a chair Yeah You see? Without hope, it ain't nothing I like this shit You should love it Let's finish the game, Billy. Do something and stop stalling. That's silly. The ball over there just drawling. That's Philly. Invisible set F class. That's chilly. Life is short. That's fast. That's illy. When your whole crew got cash, that's willy. To everybody living it up, you gotta feel me. And nah, I ain't giving it up. You gotta kill me. Whoever you look up to, ask them. I'm a real G. Far as this rap shit go, I got a real T. Before being signed to a major, I had a real key. Now I ain't trying to play you. I'm trying to 
give you the real me. Almost 20 years in the game, and I'm still me. Niggas fear hearing my name. I got skills, be the boy, the girl, the weed. I got pills, be many other owners, you know, that's in the field, be no license or registration. That's what it still be. Honors in your pocket, your heart, that's what it will be. From the hood, cop out, even if not guilty. Rich ain't good enough, nigga. I'm not filthy. I'm hardcore, rough and rugged. I'm not silky. Guns under mattress, money is what it will be. This is the last supper here. Last time we break bread, so pull up a chair. Yeah. I'm offensive assistant coach for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not just here to be the token female, I'm here to help us win. The Surface Pro helps me get what's in my head and get it out onto the field. Let's go, let's run it again, run it again. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. And we're back. Welcome back to Sports Fans Only with your host KJ and Sean Mack. Next on the menu is Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. Are they about to switch teams? It's, oh Lord! Yeah, you know, you know, the the, the goat's always going to be in the headlines. So you know, we got to touch on uh, what's going on up there in Foxborough. So the word is is that uh, the Patriots are thinking about acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo through trade. And not signing Tom Brady. And I, they probably have some type of deal worked out, if this is even true. Um, I got this actually from a 49ers source. It wasn't a New England source. Um, the Actually, the article was saying, definitely believe the hype and you know what the buzz that's going on. So basically what would happen is the Patriots wouldn't do anything with Brady, let him become a restricted, uh, unrestricted free agent. He would sign mm-hmm. with the 49ers. And the 49ers would in turn trade Garoppolo to the Patriots probably for a couple of draft picks. So, um, yeah, so that's the word. Uh, So do you think that the 49ers are better off with Tom Brady or do you think they should stick it out with Jimmy Garoppolo considering they just went to the Super Bowl and they were a couple of play? They should have won the Super Bowl, in my opinion. The play calling is what lost that Super Bowl for them. Once again, Kyle Shanahan choked at the end of the game, but – he um, did, he did. So I think they should have won that, and I don't even think we'd be having this conversation if they would have won that Super Bowl with Jimmy. Jimmy we Jim. wouldn't, we wouldn't. So, we um, wouldn't. But with saying that, do you think that it would be better for Tom Brady? Do you think they have a better chance to win the next two Super Bowls? Let's just say, because he wants to play to 45. He's 42. That would give them three years with Tom Brady. Do you Do you think that they're better suited to win the next two out of three Super Bowls with him or with – uh, a progressing Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm, mm. <sighs> Let me think about it. All right. First, I'm going to put myself in the 49ers shoes. Okay. Uh, I've played a season, a full season with Jimmy G. I was training camp, 
playoff games, made it to the Super Bowl. So I've seen his heart. I've seen his eyes. I've seen his tendencies. I've seen his ups. I've seen his downs. I've seen his flaws. I've seen his greatness. A flashes of. So if I'm going to make this decision, and the word is that they're actually inter- interested in, in Tom Brady, I would have to say that the 49ers see something in Jimmy G that they feel won't get them over the hump. So with that being said, to take the chance on Brady is kind of interesting because he's on a downward spiral. He's not as sharp. He's not reading the defenses as well. Some say because of um, a lackluster offense that he had this year, this past year in New England. So I'm going to say Brady has enough in the tank, and I think he can finish strong, kind of like what um, Peyton Manning did. You know, 49ers, that's a great defense. Bosa and them boys play well. So I would say it's good to trade for Jimmy G and get Brady for at least three years. If you can bring one Super Bowl to your hometown in one year, in three years, one bowl in three years, that's actually pretty beautiful. And the gamble would have worked. The roll of the dice would have came up sevens. Now, on the other end, I don't know so much about. I'll have my opinion. I'll give a little bit of it, but that's your team. What do you feel like if the Patriots get Jimmy G back? Where do y'all go? Is that a good situation? Because 49ers are getting rid of him for a reason. I know Bill Chet has uh, pretty much raised him, but what do you think about getting Jimmy G back in the Patriots system? Uh, Well, a few things. Let's rewind it for a second. Um, I don't think Tom Brady's in a downward spiral. I think he's just as good as he was two years ago. The biggest difference is, uh, it's funny that we're talking about Tom Brady. He just came across the the hot wire. They're about to talk about him on SportsCenter. Um, the thing about Tom Brady is he had, Judy, Julian Edelman was hurt the whole year. He got hurt in the preseason, but he played through it. So he wasn't the same Julian Edelman they absolutely had no tight end. When I say no tight end, now I don't know if Ben Watson has just got, got to the point where he wasn't productive anymore. No, no. He, he can't play anymore. That's why he keep getting traded every year. Yeah, so we had no, absolutely no tight end. We had no burners down the field. I mean, before Josh Gordon and uh, Antonio Brown, even though he was only there one game, up until that point, we were averaging 30-something uh, points a game. Even though the defense played a big part of that, and we were playing bum yeah, teams, we were playing they bum, did. but we still had the pieces there. Once he, Josh, but Brady just looked a little off this year. You gotta no, admit that. Did, he, a lot, a lot well, of selling balls, a lot of ducks into the ground. Not sure if that's just a product of the uh, wide receivers and tight ends not running the right route because they haven't been working out with him for that long and they're relatively new to that team. But he didn't look that well this year. To me, the reason why that is, and you're right, he didn't. The reason why it is also is his offensive line. Our starting center was gone. We were down to like our third string. Um, uh, linemen in certain positions like our guard and our tackle like the line was depleted no receivers uh, I don't know what our running back now you know he's better than what he showed his last year he did horrible this year and I think that had a lot to do with the offensive line so I just think you put him on a San Francisco team guarantee you Brady throws 33 touchdowns 8 interceptions is an all pro again and if not win the Super Bowl get to the Super Bowl. I think his numbers will go right back up to where, where they were two years ago. I don't think there's any drop-off. But if you put a 42-year-old with no offensive line and no fast receivers and no tight end and, and no that, running game. That's not the – my question was 
how you feel about Jimmy G going to the Patriots? Oh yeah, you you're right. You can't get off of Tom Brady. No, but I had Damn to. Re- I, I, but I had to rewind because you said he was in the Donald. I know. Donald's I, said, I know that. That <laughs> just that just grinds your gears. Yeah, it Damn. does. I, yeah, I got to defend my boy. But as far <laughs> Jimmy as Jimmy G, man, as far as Jimmy G coming back, <laughs> as far as Jimmy G coming back, um, I love it. He knows the offense already. When he was with us, he wasn't a turnover machine. Actually, in the six games that he played, I think he threw maybe two or three interceptions in, in total. So um, for us, for what we do, he did great. Um, I don't know what kind of plays Kyle Shanahan was trying to get him to throw, I mean, you know, do or whatever. But with Josh McDaniels, he was outstanding. I would love him. It'd be tasty. It'd be real great to have him back. Hope he comes back. I really do. Villachette would be happy because he'll get back what he want. He'll get back what he want. And I think him and Brady have they've, they've, they've worn out their uh, – their business relationship. I, mm. I just right now they're like they love each other. I think on a you know on like a yeah. work, workers level, maybe even a personal level. Yeah, they, we won Super Bowls together. They just can't stand each other no more. I don't think. Yeah, they're actually meeting. Or they have met within the last I think twenty four hours, thirty something hours, and they're supposed to be meeting again. If they don't meet again, or no reports come out about them meeting again, uh, it's done. But good sources from new england they're pretty much saying it's 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 a small chance that he come back so that means they've heard something about what's going on i think you can also tell when they didn't offer him anything or no reports came out and i think it was brady's side that put out that um they actually haven't offered him anything that tells you everything right there training camp starts when a few weeks right yeah yeah it does well i think uh let me see when's the draft the draft is coming yeah. up to is after the uh, NCAA tournament, After the right? NCAA tournament. So you're looking at roughly end of March, beginning of April. Beginning of April. And then training camp, like for rookies and stuff, starts like, you know, not too long after that. So Yeah, it's, che- it's almost check-in time. Yeah, so I, I just think they're like, you know what? We're not willing to pay what you probably want. I think they're just ready. It's that Green Bay effect, you know, the Brett Favre effect. They're just like... We would love to have you again, but we need to start setting ourselves up for the future. Because, you know, you don't want him to leave and then you're left with a horrible quarter. That can make you horrible for the next five, six, seven years. So, yeah, you know. That's why I never understood Tom Brady not wanting um, Jimmy G to be his backup. But they was trying to ship him out behind his back. I think Bilicek was going to ship him out. Jimmy G was going to become the face. It's just like when Montana didn't want Young behind him. Some reason... It, the pass off works, and then sometimes it doesn't. Very rarely, the great guy actually retires. Then the next guy steps up. No, yeah, like it happened with Brady and Drew Bledsoe. I mean, once 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 Brady came in, he showed what he can do. Um, Belichick was like, uh, "Sorry, Bledsoe, you know, it was yeah. nice having you, but uh, Brady's here now. We don't need you. And plus, yeah. we get to clear the cap, uh, the cap space. So, um, yeah, he had a hefty contract. Yeah, yeah, he a was contract on- that Brady never really got. No, Brady, I think one time he got close to $100 million once. Now, you compare that to like Aaron Rodgers, who's already seen $200 million yeah. contracts, and he might see another one in the next two or three years if he decides to play for a long time. So Brady, Yeah, but they would been. set Brady up all the time. They would give him a good, hefty contract, and then somehow throughout the next five years or so, he would take cuts. He would take cuts because he wanted to. He was so focused. You know, that's another thing, and that's kind of Brady's fault. If he would have been adamant yeah. that well, I want to get paid, he could have got paid, but they would have been we're just not going to be winning Super Bowls over here. Think about it. Any yeah. quarterback who's gotten paid over a hundred million dollars, they have not won a Super Bowl after they got paid that, except for maybe Eli. 
Eli might be the only one. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another Eli. quarterback who's who's gotten all that money and then they were still somehow able to build a team around them and win a Super Bowl. It doesn't happen much. Well, we could um we'll see how it works out with Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, and yeah, I'd like to see that he's, because he's about to get paid, he, and I think he got another bowl or two in him. If well, we'll see. Well, like I said, well yeah, because those other guys are under contract. So yeah, be, but that team that's just the same team next year. Say for the next two or three years, they'll have Kelsey Hill, their running back, and they'll have that other fast guy for the next two years and for Ma- sure. Yeah, and Mahomes, and, and so that means you can allocate money towards the defense to get better, which was pretty good already. Tyrone Matthews still relatively young. Oh no, so. no, no! Once you pay, once you pay Mahomes, I don't. There's not going to be that much money. They're saying he's going to be the first forty million dollar a year quarterback. There's not going to be no more money left. Well, there was also debating should he take cuts. We don't know yet. Yeah, well, if he takes, that would be smart. I mean, if you want to keep winning Super Bowl, passing up that yeah. forty million a year though, be tough. Well, hey, what's forties? Uh, forties beautiful. It's great, but someone say, well, I'll give you thirty six, and then we can take the other four million and beef up here and there over the next few years. And that's great too. That's that's true. But I, I wonder you if can that cut, fir- you can cut five to ten million dollars off that contract. People were saying he'll make it up in endorsements, but you can't tell a man what to do with his money. I guess it comes down to how much he really wants to win. Especially, well, that first contract. I don't even know. You think he's even thinking about winning multiple? I mean, maybe he is, but usually that first contract, they everybody takes every cent they can get because you don't know if you're ever going to get that again. I don't know. If I know him and how competitive he is. He want to he want to be the best of all times. He says it too, but you know he says it so he's not mean looking. He's not intimidating, right? So when when Patrick Mahomes talk, you're like, okay, I take it with a grain of salt. But he wants to be the best. Nah, Say he wants to be the greatest. He does. I just want to see, and this this is what to me makes you great, like Tom Brady. When you could have that turnover where you have a core of receivers and tight ends, and then it completely changes three years later, then you win again. And then three years later, you might not win again, but you're in the Super Bowl. Then three years later, a whole yeah. new core, and then you're still in Let's there. Let's see if Andy Reid stay. Well, that's a, that's another. I think he is. He said he's ready to win. I think he'll be there for as long as Mahomes is there. I think he. Yeah, they're going to have to drag Andy away now. No, yeah, he's going to do what Bill Belichick is doing in New England now. He As long as Mahomes yeah. is there, because they're never going to have a bad season with Mahomes unless – like something catastrophic, injured, yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that, or he just, yeah. So they'll never have a bad enough season to warrant getting Andy Reid fired. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. We shall see. So we got a special treat for you guys. We have two rappers, um, one from the South, one from the East Coast. Uh, one of them's named Big Brown. He's from Alabama, and uh, Doughboy Philly. He's from Philadelphia. Um, they joined together. They linked up to do a album together. Um, so we got this uh, live in studio freestyle session. So I want you guys to hear that, and uh, we'll be back after they bless the mic. Philly, Philly and Bama, straight like that. Let's go. Let's get into it, baby. Talk to him. Uh, who would have known that me and Doe would up and click like this? They couldn't pin it because they ain't live like this at all. Now let me get comfortable so I can spit my shit By these haters and all these hoes that wanna lick my Yeah, before we get into that Okay Let me elaborate by how my Metro PCS flip phone jump in the Morant kind of way Uh, Morant you say? Right Well that mean I'm job blessed 
They gon' feel this from hitting hills to the project. With no cut on it, give it to them the straight drop. Man, that way. shit was so worth it. I took an Uber shed to catch my play. Probably smelling like a whole bag of it. Do. Sold it at fast forward, scoring with the re-up and a profit. I spent my last Okay, horse. I seen more than these hoes fathom. And when you hit rock bottom, that bounce back feel like an orgasm. Ooh. We more spaz and your whore gagging. We tour traveling, see the flow pattern. We toe tagging in that fashion. Uh. It ain't no way to round this baby. I'm nice. It's back when Billy Jean was trying to pin that baby on Mike. And he <laughs> said he wasn't the one. Now I relate to that shit. How she try it the way she tried it. I wouldn't stay with that bitch. I had the boom one, Sean Kemp style. She thought the guard was sweet. Uh. So where she stood, had to snatch the carpet from underneath. Yeah. And I just hit my weed parked in the Jeep, sunk in the seats, tinted with heat, the beats bumping. I might be high vibing. vibing. Thoughts like I'm skydiving, that high rhyming. You can feel it in the air like Phil Collins, Ben Wilding. Kick it on the one, fuck the two, three Thought I lost it, but I flipped it, cause I'm 2G Facts. Look brown off the Richter scale, I'm fish scale white You ever dance with the devil under pale moonlight? The tight, what tight? Curve the shit out your baby mama Yeah, she hit good, but that ain't worth all of that extra drama At all. And she slide like a highlight from baseball tonight Might have been slow as hell, the right sale of 30K night uh. The goods come and go, can't take the realness out of me Y'all all jokes, the kings of comedy Bottom tier commodity Lil' mama suck the ad-libs out of me And you'll be hard-pressed to find another the rapper hard as me Facts Raised by the dealers That chef coke And what they didn't show I learned it from Juvie And Jigga quotes Niggas know Facts. That brown been that Y'all just catching on The beauty is I get better with time And it's my rarest form oh, hey. Niggas said I was over their heads But I carried on Man, I hall of fame me But I'm well respected Like Barry Bonds uh. And been heavy Before you even knew What heavy was Sister used to sweat me Older brother used to credit dubs yeah. Your moms love me And I never disrespect it Cause high thoughts Are knocking it out the park Like I'm Aaron Judge Back to business, business. I'm highlighted Like the line of scrimmage, scrimmage. Your team had no heart like punting on fourth and inches At all. Was in the trenches, told niggas I quit rapping They said it can't happen Lit crowd on poetry night, just keep snapping Like this And I did just that Book as many sessions you want, you niggas, niggas still can't, can't rap mom. And if you can, that shit just don't give you that feel like that That's cause it's scripted, no conviction, it ain't real like that Hey, stall him out, Debo You know the flow, Kilo, the drip cold My shit froze like I'm Sub-Zero A felon, watch where I'm dwelling, give off fake street vibe Caught by the Joes, they go to singing like Fair East Side, right? All in sync in one accord I left the bank with ten bags of that dank And one accord dialed in Just me and them seals All aboard Reached my destination Rejoice with tatted tears of joy Oh, oh boy Fonzarelli voice Brown's a favorite choice Tell I had that food warmed up And them drawers already more Let's get it <laughs> I hear rappers I just can't take them serious When you the underdog You see how overrated Niggas I really remember is. a conversation I had with me and Brown About life <laughs> How I was 30 plus With no kids, no wife And I was stressing Feeling like I'm running out of time instead of looking at them bullets out of dies like a blessing. What else? I ain't here to bash near chick in my past. That last freestyle had Keisha on my ass. <laughs> she say I told her business and mentioned her kids, but the freestyle was cute. You remind me of big. I hit her with the mellow face. Mm -hmm. I hit it and I dipped off. Told her I'ma call as soon as she dropped the kids off. <laughs> Take this with a grain of salt, cause I may be wrong. But I'm convinced I attract all the crazy Jones. I know my faults, I admit them, I be lying. I swear I'm a good nigga, I be trying. You got to understand why I act this way. Cause they ain't love a nigga back in the day. That's why it's funny when these niggas slight me. Try to find rappers who spit just like me. Don't call my phone now, this shit is pricey, I swear. All he talk is cognac, women and vintage Nikes. What can I say, kid? The bitches like me. What? If you watching this with your bait, this where this shit get hypey. She licking her lips, looking at the screen, and nigga, this your wife. No. 15 plus, I did it by design. These labels ain't fuck with us, them niggas out they mind. Nowadays, everybody rap, it ain't no feeling in it. All I hear is this my car, it ain't no ceiling in it. 
Niggas switched, it hurt my heart, but I'm dealing with it. Success right around the block, and I'ma kill them with it. They playing deaf, dumb, and blind, that's fine. Whenever hold vacate the crown, that's mine. If he coming, let him come. No, I'm peeking through the blind. He wasn't Detroit red, cause he turned to Islam. How they forget? Oh, niggas' memories got dwarfism. Before they kill me, they gon' have me in that court system. I can see it now. That was excessive force, the way that motherfucker knocked like the devil was at his door. Lord, niggas is whack. I'ma keep it a stack. In fact, I can't close my eyes and see it when they rap. Picture this. I got an old head bitch. I give her dick. Her baby father a clown. Kids call me Mr. Chris. I chill when I come. Play 2K with her son. You remember when Anthony asked Kane to see his gun? It's like that. But we give him books instead of a strap. Teach youngins how to write dissertations instead of raps. I know y'all like, damn, how many jewels can he drop? You know the last thing a shooter ever loses is shot. Growing up, I used to pray for wealth. Then God showed me Reggie Miller in the mirror. I'm like, what that mean? He said, pace yourself. At that moment, I knew I had the gift and the drive. Just watch my car when I lane shift. You ain't a killer the first, but you aim shit. A cop get the beat in your ass, the name slip. Sucker type actions. You losers been worn, I'm strapped like Roland Bishop with the Super Tim's on. Now that's juice if you niggas parched and you ain't seeing shit clear. Raise your eye, cute since you niggas smart. We out the bottom, these hoes acting different. I hit them all with a condom. Uh-huh. They fishing for my kids, trying to basketball wife me. Uh-huh. Well, I need a Jordan style, what percentage of my Nikes? Forget it, it's unlikely. Spit it like a drug, I pray the feds don't come and indict me. You spit it like a thug, but you don't hold your pistol tightly. Yeah, that's your hoe? Well, I commandeer bitches. Being broke, scared bitches. You niggas is Blair witches. Who? Scared niggas who? I fear God, the creator of all things. What else? God giving gift to hit niggas from long range. Pause. God giving gift to hit bitches through backboards. I'm balling LeBron, LeBron James. James. P that way, nigga. Hunted that Pat Raleigh. T in that front office. My mom in that black Audi. I was raised in the gutter. They shooting through back alleys. Wanna bend so bad, I felt sick on that trolley. Uh, Them trains, especially when that money on your brain. Big cuz was hustling, initials all in his chain. Free Coop and Newt, my people all in them chains For the shit y'all rap about and y'all niggas think it's a game I done seen people grow up, ain't reach 20 with me Talk. I seen youngers locked up with a 19 and 60 When niggas scream, Richard died trying like they 50 Picture your mama face it, that judge give you 50 What, what you, you know about it? You get booked, you do the crime, don't be no whore about it Whenever I'm in the bitch, I climb slow about it I never know if it's my last, that's how I go about it My mama tell me she love me every other day my daddy left us, that nigga in the fucking way. I give all my bitches some money, showing love today. I give all my bitches some money. Showing love today. That's You know what I'm saying? It's love day, baby. Too much dope. Too much dope. It's too much dope.com. Y'all know what's going on, man. It's too much dope.com. Too much dope.com. Life apparel, life apparel. Stop. Once you take that bite, you can't go back to breakfast like this. What's that smell? Coach has eggs again. It's time to change your life for breakfast. Freshly prepared McChicken Biscuits, now at McDonald's Nationwide. Wake up breakfast. Fun to drive wherever you go. The sporty, redesigned CRV with a turbocharged engine standard. The best-selling CUV over the last decade. From Honda. You're now listening to KJ and Sean Mack. Now let's talk some damn sports. Hey, 
Hey, welcome back to the show. This part of the show is called, uh, this is our sports fans only celebrity and athlete uh, update. So uh, we're going to give you guys a bunch of different stories that's going on in the media, social media about, could be about celebrities, could be about uh, ex-professional sports people, people who are still playing sports in the NBA, NFL, and the MLB. So first on my list today, you ready for this, Sean? Oh, let's go. All right, so we have uh, the NHL's Matthew Barnaby. So the former NHL star was arrested Thursday. He allegedly choked a bouncer during a brawl at a bar. And uh, <laughs> if you get a chance to go online, go check out his mugshot. The dude looks like he was uh, doing a little bit more than just uh, drinking. It looks like he might have had some. See. He has a little meth face. A little, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. You'll Hold see. On. But while you're Hold doing on. that, um, so here's the deal. The cops say they were. Oh, sp- Lord. You oh, see him, Lord. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so, won't have some of what he's having. <laughs> so the cops say they responded to Nashville Crossroads Bar. In downtown Nashville. Oh, I see. So the people there were probably pissed off because of that tornado. So they were probably out there getting drunk. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Two days after the bar, after all that destruction, people went right back to the bars. Yeah. So anyway, um, there was a phone call. Somebody called the cops. I guess if things were getting a little, little rowdy. So once the officers arrived on the scene, they say witnesses told them 46-year-old Barnaby, his girlfriend and other bar goers had gotten into a scrap when Matthew began choking a bouncer. So basically, they were having a fight. The bouncer probably tried to break it up or something, and he basically went uh, ballistic. So what What do you think about that? Uh, that's pretty much what's happened. That's what happens in the N- NHL, right? You say he's a hockey player? Yeah, he's at, yeah, yeah. he looks like a hockey player, like a crazy. Well, there you go. He's a, he's a probably drunken high hockey player, <laughs> and someone told him something, and he's ready to fight. So not much more I can say. Yeah, he probably thought. And and if anyone thinks I'm being harsh, you just take a look at his mugshot and you get back to me on how you feel. He probably thought he was on the ice. Probably had a little flashback. Probably you know you know mm-hmm. the, they throw the gloves down and they just get get to scrapping. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, in, why, uh, like why not? But it's Nashville, man. They drink. You know yeah. it happens. That's country <laughs> boys. I'm from down south. I know how it is. I'm Louise from Louisiana, so a little throw down sometimes is nothing. Yeah, that's how you handle things. You don't always gotta. Get shot. You know, somebody say something to you, hand it like men, throw them fists, man. Yeah. But um, anyway, on to the next. NBA's Marcus Smart is fined $35,000 for going crazy on the ref. So the NBA is making Marcus Smart pay for blowing up on a ref Tuesday night, hitting the Boston Celtics star with a big five-figure fine for verbally abusing an official. The 25-year-old lost his cool after getting called for his sixth foul while while contesting a Karis LeVert three-pointer. By the way, Karis LeVert, did you see how he went off last I night? I didn't. He um he had 51 points. Absolutely. Really? Yeah he he went off when Durant. How did I miss that? Yeah, when Durant gets back, um they're gonna be a problem. But um mm. Smart, who's no stranger to beefing with official, gave the rest an earfield earful after fouling out pointing and yelling his frustrations over the call so he basically just cursed him out i'm pretty sure it looks probably looks a lot worse than it uh yeah yeah you can't do it though i saw it i saw when it happened oh you did see it i never i didn't get the chance to see it live yeah yeah you can't do it now needless to say that was his sixth foul i think 
But you, maybe the first, the second, a third foul shouldn't have been called. So he he was frustrated. You know, smart. He plays a tough game. He plays a rough game. Yeah. So yeah. I give him the benefit of the doubt with maybe why he went off, but you still have to suffer the consequences of what you did. And you can't really say what you said to that ref. Some of us could read lips. So he deserved what he got. And he's 25. He's been in the league for multiple years now. He knows better, but mm, the, maybe the referees shouldn't be so sensitive <laughs> in today's time when you know you have actual rough players. You know you can't really be a physical player no more in the basketball. So, yeah. you know, the NBA, Adam Silver needs to look into maybe letting a little bit more physicality get into the game. But until then, you got to suck it up. Yeah, the softness is at a whole nother level. And I'm not saying the players per se are soft, the the league is making them soft by these stupid rules that they have. But like I I love a little hand checking. Makes you know, little nothing wrong with defense. I think defense is exciting, especially when you got one person able to shut the other person down. <clears throat> to me, that you know, have a little bit more balance. But anyway. Yep. Um, Des Bryant. Good lord, Des Bryant. <laughs> he's really trying to get back into the NFL. So he he's actually trying to make his NFL comeback still. I mean, it feels like he's been why does it feel like he's been out of the league like four or five years? Has it been that long? It's been two, right? It's only been two? Well, yeah, I know he was be. with the Saints and he got hurt, but he that never was, actually That played. was actually, yeah, that was last year, playoff run. But before then, he had sat out the previous year. So it's only been two years since he was on that Cowboys team. Yeah. So he played with Z. Yeah. I thought the last time, I thought, so he played after that year when he caught the ball and they thought it should have been a touchdown. Remember the, yeah. the playoff game? Okay. Yeah, because that was Romo. Oh, yeah, that he was played, Romo. He, he played with um, he played with Dak. Dak. That's yeah. right. You're right. So um, basically he was quoted. He says, I missed the game. Um, he said, I did get injured, but I'm not even worried about that. And it was just one. It was just more so up, up here mentally than anywhere. And I got that in check, and I'm just ready to put on a show. 31-year-old Dez hasn't played a snap in the NFL game since suiting up with the Dallas Cowboys in 2017. He later signed a deal with the New Orleans Saints but tore his Achilles during a workout before his game. And let's see, he had been uh, he had been training like a maniac ever since, working out with Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes. I didn't know that. Um, mm, me neither. Wonder if Kansas City's thinking about signing him. Possibly, mm, he could. He could be a nice little slot receiver in that offense. Definitely, mm-hmm. and uh, split wide. You know, get Tyreek Hill open. Definitely. So, uh, just a little background information: Bryant was a first-round pick in the 2010 NFL Draft. He currently holds the record for most receiving touchdowns in Dallas Cowboys history with 73 touchdown passes. So do you think that uh, Des Bryant's career, has it come to a close? or mm, Put it this way. Des, to me, has always been a little, um, hmm, I'm going to use this. and He's always been focused. He's always been a good teammate that led with his um, play on the field and a little bit on the sideline antics, but different from Odell. You know, Odell's more show. Seemed like Des really caring when you're not winning. It really kills him. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure if what ended his career was his play. His productivity went down, true. But I think people started to take more offense to um, the, his mental. Yeah, I, th- I think. You that- know, I, I don't know if he's misunderstood. Uh, or he's a, mm, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong things. But hopefully if he was, he worked on them issues and he can come back. But uh, I'm rooting for Des. I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I am too. He's uh. He wants to win. 
and he's he's never legally been in trouble. Now he might have been no. a, little, a little pain in the butt in the locker room, but I'm just not sure if you can sit down and have a conversation with him. Okay, you see, you know, I'm well, maybe not mm. back then. I don't. May you would you would like to think that he has been humble. Just by the simple fact, nobody wants him right now. So yeah, I hope so. I hope so. So maybe he's been humble. So maybe he's a little different now. But you never know with these superstar. You know, he's still got millions of dollars. So you never know. His his ego could still be. I don't, I don't want to say his ego. He just needs to learn. Remember, we were talking about communicating. He needs a better yeah. way to communicate. If if yeah. he, if he wants to make his way back into that, and, so, and hope hopefully it came with age, right? Like you say, he's mature and he's willing to sit down and be more more of a more of an adult yeah everything doesn't have to always end in a screaming match you know because he's misunderstood because of some of the things that he's done so i told you the crying wolf syndrome spoke on it many a times he's kind of got it and then he didn't really care about it and then once he lost a little bit of his productivity on the field they were like you're out of there i was surprised no one else gave him a chance until we did yeah going into the playoffs but that was because uh michael thomas was hurt we had to so i i don't know I think he might be a little, little crazy trying to come back right now in today's game, but maybe not because he's like, I don't have to worry about going across the middle and getting blasted. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> so um, yeah, no problem. Um, so the next story and our last story for this segment is the Megan the Stallion story. Now, some people may be like, why are they talking about Megan the Stallion? Well, first off, this is a music, this is a sports show slash music show. So, but this really isn't about Megan the Stallion. It is and it isn't. But anyway, let me get into it. Uh, so Megan notched, and this this post is from six fifteen this morning. Uh, Megan the Stallion not Megan the Stallion notched another W over fifteen oh one Certified Entertainment. The judge rejected the label's motion to dissolve the restraining order. So basically, she has the green light to release music. That album, yeah, she has an album waiting right now. Yeah, so she has the green light to release that album. So um, she went on Twitter basically gloating a little bit that she's going to be able to put her music out still. So uh, Megan Thee Stallion will not be releasing new music after all. So that happened, the first thing I said happened at 6.15. Then at 11.14, she said she was, and then not too long after that, it turns out she's not going to be releasing it. Um not if her label gets its way. The 1501 Certified Entertainment wants an emergency court hearing on the matter. So I think mm. they're going to go to court tomorrow. <clears throat> I heard about that. I heard that. I heard yep. that this morning. Yeah. So label honcho Carl Crawford just filed a motion to dissolve the temporary restraining order Megan got earlier this week, which allowed her to drop new music on Friday. However, the label says she had no right even taking them to court in the first place. According to documents obtained by TMZ, Crawford says Megan's contract stipulates all disputes between her and the label must be handled in arbitration. Coincidentally, this is the very contract Megan complained was one-sided and unfair when she signed it as a naive 20-year-old. Um, Crawford also claims Megan's guilty of booking several gigs without his pr- approval, but really, chat. But what really chaps Crawford's bridges um, is her plan to release music on March 6th. And let's see, why is he so upset? Um, and Doc's 1501 certified says she can't drop that music without its approval. It's part of her contract. Even she, even if she wants out, it remains in place for now. And Crawford says he's exercising his contractual right to control distribution for her music. Yeah. 
So basically, I, what is he afraid that she's going to be making money without him? Basically, she's she's going to be doing no, side. no, no, not at all. He's just he want to make sure what is stipulated in the contract that anything that she does, he he gets paid off and he has some type of knowing about and control over. No, I'm saying, but what he's afraid of if she's just out there doing deals with other people, dropping music, he won't whatever, get he won't get paid. He won't get and paid. She's not allowed to because it's in the contract that she can't. She got the 360 with Rock Nation, and I'm pretty sure that's who's leading all this in the um, behind the scenes. Yeah, and kind of in front of the scenes, but that's who's all. <coughs> excuse me, that's who's leading this charge. But she can't do it. You're under contract. She. It all started because she asked for a, rene- a renegotiation of the contract. They said no. They said uh, the contract was actually fair if you read it. He was saying put his contract to any of uh, Jay Z's first artist that was signed his contract and he will go toe to toe and show you that she has a good deal. Yeah. <clears throat> he signed this deal when she was young. Well, you know what it is? Uh, like, it goes to show you if you're going to sign anything, please read it first. Yeah. And, and, and don't just because see, here's the thing. These artists, they get on, right? They sign the contract. They get whatever little signing bonus they get. And everything is beautiful at that point. They don't complain at that point. The no, com- the complaining starts when they when they feel like they outlive that contract. Like, say, for instance, you know, you come in, no artist thinks they're going to sell a million records the first album. So you no. so you come in, you sell a million records. Well, you're seeing that generate so much money for everybody else except for you because your contract isn't based on record sales, but because no. but because you see everybody else getting paid. Or somebody's in your ear, which I think is the case. Somebody over there, Rot Nation. Yeah, they're in the ear. They're yeah, in her ear, ear and, and yeah. probably saying your deal is horrible. And it probably is compared to a seasoned artist. Like an yeah. artist that's been around for a while, it probably is really horrible. So they say her contract isn't that bad. And they also can show that for two years straight, they supported everything she did as far as financially. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they showed her the numbers of what everybody made off that. Yeah. What was that song she had over the summer? The Hot Girl Summer. Yeah, they, I mean, you know how much money that song probably made? And somebody yeah. probably showed her the numbers and said, you didn't get none of this, did you? You know, people start getting, you know, they want their money yeah. fast. So That's how it is. If, if What the artist got to remember is look at the deal, see if it's worth it. If it's not worth it, Someone else will want you. So move on. If you feel what they're giving you is worth it, just remember these people are rolling the dice with you. They're gonna put in over a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars as far as promoting uh concerts, putting your albums out, getting your video shot. Yep. All coming out of their pocket. So if someone spent a hundred and fifty thousand dollars on you and they so happen to make eight hundred thousand dollars, that's the roll of the dice that they took. You can't say, well, I should get that eight hundred thousand. I should get anywhere near that eight hundred thousand dollars. Come yeah. on, let's be realistic. Exactly, and not only the money and all that stuff you were just talking about is their contacts, is their their relationships with the radio stations that even allowed you to get onto the radio. Like basically, if it wasn't for them, and not so much now because you have uh, your YouTube's and your SoundCloud, somebody can get rich without a. You know, she needed she needed a label because. You know, she was. I don't like her. Do you, you you like her? You like her music? Yeah, I, I told you. I I kind of like the flow. Yeah, I don't. She to me, she just, just sounds like she's reading off a piece of paper. But I I'm pretty sure she needed more artist development 
So she was more like your traditional artist where they probably signed her, worked with her, uh, sent her to do certain things to, to you know, kind of polish her. Because she doesn't seem like a polished artist. But yeah. you, you have like these other people like your Post Malones and all these internet sensations that generated mad money without the help of a, a record label. But yeah, you still have your traditional artist, which she was. So she just has to do what the, the, the stipulations of the contract. And then once that's over, you renegotiate. You can't renegotiate them. This ain't football where, you know, you might get hurt. So you want to redo your contract because you're afraid of getting hurt. You ain't getting hurt being in the studio booth. So, um, yeah, there you I, go. I feel everything that Carl, Carl Crawford is doing because I'd be like, hell no, too. <laughs> I'd be yeah, like, hell Jay no. Prince getting involved, and that's a whole nother can of worms. So. Yeah, yeah, so he's having a little, little back and forth with Rock Nation. Yeah, pretty sure we'll be reporting something soon to come on that issue. Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking at these nachos. Have you had the $10 nacho thing at Taco Bell yet, by any chance? I, I, I haven't. I don't go to Taco Bell as much, but when I do, usually it's for nachos. No, so. that's the only reason. That's the only thing I get there. Yeah, is the nacho. Yeah, you seen the big long nacho box? <laughs> I have on the commercial. Yeah. It seems yeah. pretty delicious. Yeah, it looks pretty tasty. I might have looks to. Looks pretty great. Might have to indulge in that. But anyway, yeah. guys, uh, we took a little longer than usual. I can't wait to do a show where we don't say that one time. Yeah, I was gonna say why well, that that might as well become <laughs> something we just sign off with as well. well like you know, yeah, sorry we took. Longer than usual. Or make that into a drop. And we just hit, instead yeah. of saying that, we just hit the yeah. little drop or whatever. Yeah, it could make it a little shorter. Unless, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, guys, <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Any last words, Sean, before we head out? Of course. I hope you get this one, but there's nuts. <laughs> but anyway, guys, <laughs> you take care. Uh, we appreciate the fact that you guys tuned in. But uh, we will see you guys again on Monday. No more hiatuses. That was just as horrible for us. We hope it was horrible for you because that means you were you were looking forward to hearing us. But it was definitely horrible for us. Hopefully oh, that it was, won't it happen. It was disgusting. Again. Yeah, damn computers. That's one thing I don't like about computers and things. Too many things can get. Uh, anyway, uh, we will see you guys on Monday. You guys take care. Have a great weekend. Uh, peace. That's nuts. I welcome y'all to greatness. You now witnessing a legend. Real nigga shit. I seen it all from a crackhead living room Never get in tune with negative vibes Look never. in my eyes, 27 years of pain when I glance Thing in my pants, never ever came for romance Finger fucker till my palm hurt, I came with a plan I came with a Glock, bullets run out, niggas getting socked Off top, we were selling dope like we was from the rock Off pot, hanging out the cutlass, letting off shots Bill Clinton getting head, you bugging, you think I'm not Donald Trump ain't safe on my block, got your wife here I hop, your baby mother love that cyclops, my one-eyed monster Interrogations keep coming back, shit feel like karma Had grams, now I'm moving with bands, ain't talking contra Versi, Lord have mercy on a nigga riding in the mercy With some Hershey and she from Marcy, the brain Bosley Nigga fucking no Bill Cosby, Samsung champagne spilling on it beside me Lacing time for the hard bottoms in the lobby I miss the Met Gala, eating linguine with the best scallops, best. Shit, I knew we was 
the best before I met Cali Chasing lettuce out here looking for the next salad I'm from the east side of Harlem, I never stress violence Checks piling, black shades wave the text smiling Nordica trunks, a hundred blunts on the next island My next styling, five carrots on the angel wings A Ventador on gold datings, it's a Compton thing Don't make me switch whips, hop in the ghost like it's Halloween Run up on the car, I'm spitting ether like I'm out of Queens Walk up on the nigga broad day, take him out of things Leave him like Barkley, make him play the block without a ring Me and Dave Styles and Jada, heroin and gasoline R.I.P. the Yams, but we in Harlem cooking collard greens I start tripping, it's like future when he out of lean And I don't do construction, but this hammer hanging out my jeans And what you rappers gonna do when you run out of memes You can run on Instagram, but can't outrun the beam, nigga Dope in Michigan, Detroit, Lion Stamp I run it like Barry Sanders, the Spanish Maya Lansk Hoodlum, my alliance is out in Brooklyn We play steps like Brooklyn Follow the Lord Tookie, a hundred bookies Betting on Golden State Fiend sniffing eight balls I watched his face go in that plate What he snorting up? Cutting wiretaps You ain't recording us Fresh pair of J's And still a fuck Michael Jordan up Go to jail Smack CEOs And tell the warden What? My niggas at your crib With your daughter underwater Stuck Mastro's Order up Audemore Quarter tuck Baltimore with the pack Pockets fat as Lady Luck East Sour got me up in builders Like I'm Peter Parker Trash bags to the ceiling It ain't no need for Talking. Keep your opinions when I'm finished, you gon' need a coffin Out in my city, cameras flashing like the Beatles walking Knocking Lenny Kravitz in a 550 Ride by slow, couple my bitches slide down poles At Ace of Diamonds, King of Diamonds Stadium, now we at Onyx I see head in my future, call that like he designer Nigga call himself a thug, but we know that he vagina The rap, Jamal Lyon, pull heat, they call crying I crush your empire, then eat your girl cookie You only good with the hook Hakeem, you fucking rookie Understand that I ain't like nothing you ever seen in your fucking life Bounce at the club from my block, he let me tuck the pipe You having problems with your spouse cause you don't fucking right I'm probably somewhere shopping for a house to keep my comfort right Linux have the Rosecrans first to see the block Fiends was up early so I was the first to see the block East meets west my nigga They say Compton just like Harlem I know that's right Soon as I landed JFK, man, had a fucking, had a fucking Uber take me to motherfucking Midtown, man, pick up my fucking Lambo. Then I'm headed to Harlem, 145th and Lennox, that's where I play. Game, nigga. Pull the Lambo up to Amy Roos. They know me in there. Give me that corner table in the back. Let me get that fried chicken. That cornbread come out first, smoke it. Real nigga shit. Say, man, I don't give a fuck about the feds, DEA, ATF, task force, jump out boys, or your local neighborhood robbers, baby, I got to keep on pushing. Yeah, the
trade in the sucks in the snow They call me Mr. Kilogram in case your ass ain't no I'm the boss ball up blow when you come to the gulf Other cats holding some weight but they ain't holding enough I've been around way before the interstate was on fire Before they hit it in the gas tank or the tire Before a motherfucker even knew about a stash box We just put work in the back of the car and mashed out Now ask a nigga that was doing it in 9-3 On the interstate in the rental car you can find me Suitcase and stuff like a holiday turkey Chopper right beside him case a nigga try to jerk man I did the city thing plus I played it out of state Either way a nigga was known for having a lot of weight Try to knock me down but it only made me bigger Haters wanna see me fall but a nigga gotta keep on pushing Sun up to sundown, competition getting hectic. I'm headed for out of town. What I was selling for 20, niggas selling for 10. So I'm about to take it to drastic measurements for my ends. My partner Robert 17 and in the bins. And me, I'm in the bucket, but fuck it, that's how it is. Shit, I got an ounce about to cut it into stones. Stick stop, part off the Texas. I work it in the loans. I'm a little nigga on this also about to rise. I was cutting 17 and I was only paying five. A week went by, and a nigga took that drive back to H-Town with three up about to score me nine, a Pyrex bowl in the whoop so cold, I cook for nine, then I stretch it for nine more, whoa, I'm that nigga baking with holes in his dough, crumbing niggas selling them ether, but fucking shit so, uh, hey, no matter how hard it get, you know I'm a real hey. talk, real niggas do real things, you know they chill, y'all already know, free hey. pay, see nigga, UGK for motherfucking life, USDA, nigga, Set you up on the phone Shit, I play it how I go I'm in a league of my own He ain't gotta front me shit, nigga I'm buying my own Whether it's 16 bars or 16 bricks Move them one at a time I'll take 16 trips I'm in the kitchen with the white white Choppers by the back door Mind on my money But I swear this shit stank, though Squares in the closet Hundred thousand in the box spring Got the stash box In the back of the Mustang You know I keep a down ass bitch To dry that shit Look ITN nigga, yes, she ride that shit. Hey, I hustle harder, I hustle smarter. Just left the Magnum lot, trying to whip me up a charm. So, ahead of my time, ahead of my grind. Look at Snowman, bitch, it's a must that I shine. See, my watch is light, my ears begging for attention. Quarter meal around my neck in case I forgot to mention. You niggas acting like hoes, a motherfucker keep pushing. I'ma do what the gangs are doing, nigga, keep pushing.
All right. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. This has been Keith Johnson with his co-host, Sean Mack. And this is Sports Fans Only.